0: Well, good morning again, Quoin uh, Jubilee Church, and to anyone else watching in online, um, it's so good to be with you again. Um, I wish you could all be here with me. It, it's right now as I record. It's the end of a cold, wet Thursday. Uh, I'm staring out at, uh, at this preschool setup, uh, not touching any of their equipment, uh, but but enjoying uh, recording at the hall because that is uh, preferable by far to recording. Uh, at home, where uh, all of my children are uh, on devices in different rooms doing their uh, home learning, and Cheryl's busy uh, looking after them all, uh, and so I've come here to record. And I just, every, every time I stand here and do this, I just, I, I so look forward to the day where it will be uh, permitted and responsible to be able to be here uh, together with you all. We we must not give up longing for that. We mustn't. Uh, mustn't stop longing for that. You know, it is so good to be together as 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 a body, all together, worshiping God together, building one another up uh, through the use of spiritual gifts, and just just being together. It's so good, and we really miss it. Um, and anyway, I'm here. Um, it's good to be able to share God's word with you uh, this morning. Um, I'm carrying on the new series that uh, Brian began last week, Wisdom for Life. Uh, and can I just say, uh, Brian, thank you so much. Uh, I'm sure you'll be watching in. It wasn't it so good to have Brian uh, share with us. I, I was so blessed uh, by the message that he brought to us. Um, and 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 I'm just so thankful for everything that Brian has done throughout lockdown. You know the way he stepped up and he's produced uh, a video every week to bless and encourage us. And I've so appreciated that. And so it was great to be able to get him here uh, at Electon again. I understand it's been a while since Brian has been at Electon with us, uh, but it was so good. And I look forward to uh, hearing him preach to us again uh, later on in the season. I, uh, like Brian, love the book of Proverbs. Uh, I really do. I love the book of Proverbs. And if I hadn't just come out of my notes, I would tell you why. Uh, the reason I love the book of Proverbs is because a lot of it is, uh, is a father's plea to his son to, to live right and, and his instructions as to how to do that. And I just, I love that about this book. You know, I, 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 I do, I feel that sometimes, not just fathers, but all of us, we, we don't have those types of conversations often enough. You know we don't have those real. I really there's something that's just so important, and I just wanna, I just want to, whatever I can, I want to impart this to you. I think we we wait too long. Sometimes we leave it till it's too late to have those conversations. Sometimes we have them so rarely that when we do have them, they they don't hit home as we uh, would 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 hope. But they they can feel a bit awkward. They can feel a bit insincere, and. And one of my prayers for us as Croydon Jubilee Church as we go through the book of Proverbs in the next uh, nine weeks, including today, is that we will grow in in our understanding of what it means to be mothers and fathers, not just to biological children. You know, if you don't have children, you're not excluded from this prayer that I'm praying for you that we would grow in, in our understanding of what it means to be mothers and fathers, both to physical children, but also to spiritual children, that we, would, that we would love to invest in one another, that we would have conversations like Solomon is having with his son, where we would be like, come on, you know this is so important, let's live for this, let's live like this. I love how Solomon begins... In uh, chapter 2, for the first time ever, I'm I'm preaching without a Bible. Um, I I, I really felt, as I prepared this sermon, that it's it's very difficult to choose one proverb and to preach on that. You've kind of got to get a flavour for what what Proverbs as a book says about the topics that we're looking at. And so I'm going to be flitting around so much, I thought, I'm just going to write them in here. So here we go. This is Proverbs chapter 2. It says, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ear to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. I love it. Solomon knows that he is going to now tell his son loads of stuff. But Solomon knows that just knowing stuff isn't enough. You actually have to uh, tune your ear into it. You have to long for it. You have to treasure it. You have to seek for it, search for it. You know, Solomon's plea to his son is that the phrases that he's about to give him wouldn't be just that. They wouldn't just be pithy phrases, but that they would be uh, a kind of a solid foundation that his son would build his life on. And that's and that's my prayer for us, that, that we wouldn't just learn proverbs through this series, but that we would treasure them. And I don't know how well we do that. I genuinely don't. I, I, I know that the world that we have grown up in conditions us to acquire and regurgitate information, but do we really treasure it? Do we really search for it? I, I don't know. I, I certainly can't answer for you. Certainly can't do that. I know there are times when I don't. You know, I I, I would love us to really grow in wisdom and discernment and in the knowledge of God. You know, um, he said, didn't he, Solomon, in in chapter 2 there, you know, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will gain the knowledge of God. That's my prayer for us. But we love the Proverbs And and I guarantee you, if I asked any one of you who have been a Christian for any period of time, that you would be able to recite at least one proverb. And and I wouldn't be surprised if the proverb that you recited would be this one from Proverbs 1, verse 7, that says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. That's a really well-known proverb, isn't it? Today I'm going to be speaking to you about the fear of the Lord. Uh, and I'm really excited to be speaking about the fear of the Lord to you today. And, that, and that's because I think that it's a topic that is uh, as often misunderstood by Christians as it is by those who don't yet know Jesus. You know, I, I'll be honest with you, in, in recent years, I haven't had as many evangelistic conversations with people who don't know Jesus as I once did. Uh, but, but when I did, it was, it was often... A topic of conversation that, that there was a feeling that people of faith, people like me, were motivated by fear. That we were just a bit feeble and that really we were just scared of this idea of if there's a God, I'm really afraid and so I'm going to make decisions. I'm going to choose to follow this, this, uh, you know, this institution because of fear. And and I always, uh, well I didn't always, it was so difficult to get people whose Uh, Mine seem to be so set on believing that, that actually my faith is not rooted in fear in any way. You know, I'm not a Christian because I'm afraid of God. I'm a Christian because he's revealed himself to me. He's revealed his love to me. I've received forgiveness. And so I love him in response. But I do worry. I do think that that we do ourselves as Christians and we do ourselves as, uh, as, as evangelists, because we're all called to do the work of evangelism, aren't we? I do worry that we do ourselves a disservice when we, when we ignore the many calls in the Bible to fear the Lord. I think there should be an element of fearing the Lord in our faith in God, in our relationship with him. Because, you know, the, the, the call to fear the Lord is it's not an exclusively Old Testament one. You know, every single New Testament writer, except for John and Mark, uh, all use language of fearing God. They all talk about fearing the Lord. And, and, and some of you might be calling uh, to mind the passage in John where, where it seems to say that Actually, we mustn't fear God at all. I'll read it to you. It's 1 John 4.18. It says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been made perfect in love. John is the only New Testament writer that doesn't explicitly use the language of fearing God. But, you know, John goes straight on from that Uh, into uh, chapter 5, he says this, By this we know that we love the children of God. By the way, straight after he said that there's no fear in love, he talks about uh, loving God being shown by loving uh, the children of God, by loving people. And so that's where this follows on from. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey his commands. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. So although John doesn't use the language of fearing God, his, his statement here, even about there being no fear in love, is said is in the context of people living in obedience to God uh, and, and following His commandments. And, and that's exactly the sort of language that's used in the Proverbs of fear of the Lord. So I think even in John we find that although he doesn't use the language, that he's trying to communicate the same message, that actually we should live in, in reverent awe of our God, that we should live knowing that he is he's amazing, he's, he's almighty, he's, we're, we're nothing like him. In, in, well, I mean, we're made in his image, and, and we're made in his likeness, and he's living in us by his spirit. But, but there's, there's, kind of, there's a book that I've not read by one of my favourite Anglicans called Krish Kandair. It's called Paradoxology. And that's it, isn't it? It's like God is, is imminent. He is so near us, but he is also completely transcendent. He's like nothing like us. And both things are true, and we, we need to hold them in tension. So those atheists who believe that we are motivated by fear are wrong. And, and those Christians who feel that there should be nothing of fear in our uh, relationship with God, in the way that we interact with them, I think they're a little bit wrong. Proverbs tells us that to fear the Lord means to hate sin and to love holiness. Uh, And the Proverbs tell us that uh, the fear of the Lord has many benefits. It comes with so many benefits. I'm just going to read a couple of Proverbs to you. This is Proverbs 8.13. It says, all who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. And Proverbs 14.2 says, those who follow the right path, Fear the Lord. Those who follow the wrong one despise him. So you see, fearing God, it isn't living with a a permanent sense of impending uh, doom. You know, God is good. Uh, He's for us. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. You know, we enjoy peace with God. We can approach him with confidence. We, we, We demonstrate that we fear God by living rightly, by living as he calls us to. And it's, it's grace that teaches us to do that, isn't it? It's not a legalistic thing. It's not a, a, a strength of will or, or resolve. The grace of God teaches us to say no to sin. But I want to I, I say that although the fear of God is demonstrated in, in a holy life, that actually there are times when we may experience the fear of God Uh, And that's a good thing. And it's not something that we should resist. And I want to share with you a story uh, from my life. Uh, I've experienced moments like this, but I just want to share one with you. I'm sure many of you have too. But just over a year ago, I was at a conference and I'd been, you know, it it was a difficult time in life and I was struggling. And as I came to God in worship, I just felt God convict me. Uh, of, of, of things, of, of wrong thinking, of, of sinful attitudes uh, and of sinful actions. And I felt God convict me of these things. And, and as I sang, I became more and more conscious of, of God's otherness, as I say, his transcendence, that, that, that he is almighty, that he is holy, that, that, that you know, his power and majesty literally floored me. And I found myself in a time of worship, unable to stand, and so I laid face down on the floor. And if you've ever experienced anything like that, you'll know it's, it's a fearful thing, isn't it, to, to fall into the hands of God, to feel how much you need him uh, and how and, and how undeserving you are of his affections for you. Um, and, and, and so I was in that moment, and if you've ever been in a moment like that, you know that it's at times like that that... that um, you know that the father of lies, our accuser, tries to uh, tries to have a, a worm in your ear, tries to say uh, lies over you. And so, in that moment, as as I was feeling the weight of God on me, I had to tune out the accuser. I had to tune in God. You know, there was there was a voice saying, "You know why you feel unworthy, don't you?" It's, because you are, you know, you're, you're a failure as a husband, you're a failure as a father, you, you know, what do you think you're doing trying to lead a church, you know, and, and, and the accuser comes to you and he tries to accuse you, the father of lies tries to lie to you and you need to tune his voice out and you need to tune into God. God speaks love and hope. So in those moments when you, you sense the fear of God, you sense, wow, I feel the weight of your presence, you know, that you need to go... God what are you saying to me? Because in that moment when I felt so unworthy, God spoke hope to me, he spoke freedom to me and I want to say to you if you've ever had a moment like that or if you ever have a moment like that again, don't resist it. You know uh, Proverbs 15:33 says that the fear of the Lord teaches wisdom and that humility precedes honour. God may be doing something in you in moments like that that would be for your benefit. He may be imparting something to you uh, for your benefit. I, I really worry that often as Christians, we, 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 we confuse uh, Holy Spirit conviction for ungodly condemnation. We need to learn the difference. I, I really think that sometimes, you know, the, the discipline of God never seems pleasant, does it? He does it because he loves us. He does it because he's our father and we're his children. And I want to encourage you, if you've ever had a moment where you've experienced the fear of the Lord, he's not a bad father. You know, He's not doing it to crush you. You know, When he reveals himself to you, he does it so that you can get more deeply how amazing he is, that he is for you in every situation, that no matter how big the giants in front of you are, that he is big enough to overcome them, that he is with you, that he won't leave you. Proverbs 1.7, as I've said already, says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and correction. Let's not do that in 2021. Let's be people who humble ourselves before God, who fear God and so learn true knowledge that don't despise wisdom, don't despise correction, but see God breaking through. And as if hating sin isn't enough, I said that the Proverbs tell us that uh, the fear of the Lord is about hating sin and loving holiness. And I said that it brings uh, rewards too. You know, uh, Proverbs teaches us that fearing God is full of benefits. And again, I'm just going to read a few Proverbs to you, so bear with me again. Proverbs 10, 27 says, Fear of the Lord lengthens one's life. Proverbs 14, 26 to 27 says, those who fear the Lord are secure. He will be a refuge for their children. Fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. It offers escape from the snares of death. And Proverbs 19, 23 says that the fear of the Lord leads to life bringing security and protection from harm. Do you want that? I absolutely do. I want that for you. If you don't want it for yourself, I want it for you. Do you know what more importantly than me wanting it for you? God wants that for you. God wants you to enjoy uh, life-bringing security. He wants wants you to enjoy freedom from harm. Um, And so, as I say, I want to pray that we would become spiritual mothers and fathers this year, that we would look out for those people and help them to make wise decisions and so walk into all of the blessing that God has for them. And we could do with some of that right now, couldn't we? In this, in this COVID environment that we are in, we could do with some of that security that comes with fearing the Lord, knowing that COVID is nothing. God is, God is, God is a fearsome and wonderful God. He is looking after me and he is bigger than COVID. I don't need to be afraid of this because I, I fear the Lord. And so I have life-bringing security. My life is lengthened. By fearing the Lord, he is good. We long for a turning to God, don't we? We long for a turning to God. We believe that that is one of the things that's going to come out of this pandemic. We've been praying for revival. We've been believing that that's one of the things God's working out. Isaiah 5.20 says this, it says, what sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is evil. Isn't that the nation that we are in, that we are surrounded by a people who say that evil is good, and good is evil? I believe that God is wanting to uh, awaken us again to the fear of the Lord, to living right, to hating sin and loving holiness, to seeing the fruit of of the Spirit worked out in our lives as we we work out our salvation with fear and trembling because it's God who works in us to will and to act. You know, we, we are a source of hope for the nation, aren't we? God has made us salt and light. You know, a city on a hill can't be hidden. You know, you don't light a lamp and put it under a basket. Jesus has entrusted you and me with the good news, with the gospel of forgiveness of sins and relationship with God. Now, I don't know how we're going to live that out in 2021. I thought Brian's challenge to us last week is spot on. I think before the year is up, we will see that prove true. I don't know how we're going to respond to it as a church. I don't know how we're going to respond to it as individuals, but if we fear the Lord, if we look to him, He'll give us the wisdom that we need for these days, won't he? He'll give us the wisdom that we need to walk into the things that he's calling us to. How could he not? So let's have sincere hearts and let's walk in the fear of the Lord, not because we're afraid of him, but because we know that he is so mighty. We know that he is so much bigger than every, uh, every opposition, every challenge, that he is uh, the one who is mighty to save. You know, his arm's not too short. You know, his arm's not too weak. You know, he sees, he cares, he knows. Let's pray and then we'll move on. Father, we love you. Father, we hate sin. And we love holiness. You've put a new song in our heart. You've changed the desires of our heart. And so those things that... We used to say we're good, that truly we're evil. Lord, they don't hold the same satisfaction for us anymore. And so I pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would cause us to say that what is good is good, that we would fear you and that we would shun evil. Lord, would you make us holy, not self-righteous, not pompous, not legalistic, make us holy, fill us with your Spirit, Lord, and give us power to be your witnesses so that we would see men and women turn to you. Lord, we say that we are afraid of the things we see around us, but Lord, we are, we are not cowed by them. So come and have your way. Make us a source of hope to people who don't know you and therefore don't have true hope. Lord, we want to glorify you. And Lord, we want to see all of Croydon do the same. So use us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, I know that uh, Sam's going to blank us off to a screen now. On there will be the Zoom code. Please join us on the Bring Your Own Coffee and Cake. It's been so good the last few weeks. there has been a really lovely turnout. And it's been great to enjoy fellowship together uh, and to laugh. Uh, and if you need prayer, join and ask for prayer and, and we can set up a breakout room where, where some people will be able to pray for you. Um, But please do join us. As I say, code's on the screen. I hope you have a blessed week and I will see you soon. God bless you.